Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the way in which you're already speaking to us. I just submit myself to you to be a, a vessel that you can just flow through. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And I pray and ask that every word that comes out of my mouth would be you speaking to your people. And we lift your name on high in Jesus' name. Amen. So how are we doing in terms of prayer? Both the three of you. Okay. Yeah, no, it is a challenge. And uh, I just, uh, before I begin, I just um, felt the Lord just give me two things. One uh, practically and, and one just a word for many people here. And um, I just feel the Lord say that there's many of you in terms of this theme for the year. You just feel like you're the odd one out. You feel like, your prayer, you know, that's, I'm struggling with that. And there's those of you who you're really struggling to pray. And there's others that are struggling to pray out loud. And then there's those who are struggling to, you don't have the gift of tongues yet. Or you have it and you, you're not comfortable to pray in tongues out loud. And the Lord wants you to hear today, it's okay. Start where you are. We're not in a race against each other. We're in a race together. And God knows where you are. And he knows what you need. If you need a gift of tongues, you get to somebody to pray for you. But you keep desiring that gift. And if you're not comfortable to pray out loud, trust that you'll get to the point where you will be. But God hears your prayers even though they're quiet. And you will get there. Amen. Then secondly, on a practical note, if you're wondering in a very simple way, how, how do I grow my, my prayer life? How do I grow my relationship with God, talking to God? And in this day and age, a very practical tool is to make sure that this doesn't replace this. This is a real challenge today. And technology can be used as a tool, but it's being used by the enemy to steal our humanity. And it's being used by the enemy to steal our identity and even our spirituality. So if you wonder, why you're not praying enough, maybe look at how much time you're spending on this and at least match that time with time with the Lord because it's not about, this is not selfie Christianity. God doesn't want to see just your best and that's a lie that the enemy gets us to believe. And then we think, now I must take a selfie. You must turn the camera and take a picture of God and remind the enemy how big God is. It's not about us seeing a, a perfect picture and editing it. God's like, do me a favor. You know, I saw you before you edited it. <laughs> you know, and it's not about who we're uh, befriending and Twitter and MySpace and all these kind of things. But a, a reference to Facebook is the only one we should be following is God. And make sure that these things that are supposed to make you connected are not disconnecting you from God. Amen. So in keeping with the theme of prayer, I'm going to add a bit of a prophetic spin to it today and um, just share in terms of a different tool which I believe the Lord has given us and just share in terms of prophetic prayer and the areas and the times where the Lord is wanting us to use that and share that. And I'm the only one looking at the picture right now. Okay, there we go. And... Uh, 
You'll see that picture on the top is uh, Robin Hood um, from the latest Robin Hood movie, and I'm not advocating stealing from the rich to give it to the poor. Um, but the reason why that is there is we as Christians, we have a full armor that we're meant to wear. But I believe something additional that the Lord gives us in keeping with that. We often hear of we need to carry the full armor to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. But I believe God's given us darts of our own. And that's prophetic prayers. That's things God has given you. Prophetic words the Lord has given you. And I just also feel in keeping with the word that I shared a bit earlier is that a lot of us at times have laid down words God's given us because we didn't feel worthy. But very simply, the prophetic is God revealing his heart to us and through us to others. And so when, and we've also heard it before mentioned many times, John has mentioned it, that when you receive a prophecy and it's, and it's accurate and it's in line with God's will for you and it's confirmed, your future is created. And the devil cannot create anything. anything. But when those things are spoken and your future is revealed, the devil is aware of it as well. And there's areas in your life that the enemy is attacking direct opposite to what the word says or what that prophetic word that you've received is. And you're supposed to not get trapped in unworthiness, but you're supposed to pick up what God has given you and fight the enemy and shoot arrows back at him. So this takes me to my first point of two. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. First, just want to show you this photo. Maybe at times you felt like your photo was on the left there. And I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of the enemy reminding me that I'm wanted in his eyes because of failings in my past. And you may be sitting there and you're thinking, no, I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And you feel like there's a wanted poster and the enemy keeps putting wanted posters up of us. Say, no, look at what you did. You're not going to achieve anything in God. And in the movie, they, they put up the, the uh, warrant of arrest for Robin Hood and out of the distance where nobody can see him, he shoots the arrow to shock the, the official that's just put it up. And I believe that's what we need to do. And obviously there's wisdom and you're going in what God says and it's not just you know, picking a fight unnecessarily, but I believe we give the devil far too much credit. And there's situations where God has given you a specific tool. He's told you something in a specific area because he knows it's gonna come under attack or he knows you're struggling in that area. And if your marriage is under attack, it's because the enemy is fearful of what your union can do. If your business is under attack, he's petrified of what you will use your, your business for, for kingdom purposes. If your finances are under attack, it's because he's scared of what God would do with you with resources. And we need to change our mindset and we need to see it that way. So now we can go to the first point, which is that in keeping with these words, we need to go to war. And those prophetic words that we have, I believe, are tools that God has given us. So if you wouldn't mind turning with me to 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 to 19. <laughs> Just for a Bible app. No, fa no Facebook, Twitter, MySpace. <laughs> Otherwise, I might come follow you. Well played. Well played. <clears throat> 
This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, so that inspired and aided by them, you may fight the good fight. Keeping your faith, leaning completely on God with absolute trust and confidence in His guidance, and having a good conscience, for some people have rejected their moral compass and have made a shipwreck of their faith. So things that God tells us is part of that moral compass that keeps us on track, that keeps us from being shipwrecked. And we're growing and we're hearing beautiful ways and different types of prayer. And I believe prophetic prayer is just another element. It's just another, there will be times when you will be able to use that and the Lord will show you. And this was Paul writing to Timothy and he was reminding him of prophecies that he had and said, you need to take those and battle with it. You need to take those and fight the good fight. And we're all in that same fight. And I want to encourage you that after today, words that you've laid aside, words that you've thought are not for now, that you would pick them up again, dust them off and say, God, I'm going to wage war with these things again. And we don't, our timing, we don't know the timing. God's timing is best. And at a very young age, God told me I would be up here. But it's been a ma many years of waiting. Maybe you wait 20, 30, 40 years. But the point is God takes care of the timing. You're just supposed to obey what he tells you to do. And the enemy will attack. And, and I can't tell you how wonderful it feels standing up here. There's been times before where I stood up here and I, oof, I was so nervous. And I'm not nervous now at all. I just, it's wonderful. And, I, and in, in school years, I was petrified. And I've mentioned this before. I, my legs would be shaking. And I just felt unworthy. And there's still times, and I know in myself I'm not worthy. But God's put inside of me what I need to be up here. And God's put inside of you what you need to tackle what you're facing. So in keeping with that scripture, prophetic words help you fight this battle. We need to drive the enemy back with prophetic words. And that's been, you've already seen that today with Corin and with Rob sharing. It's so in keeping. Do you see the message that God is wanting to get across to you? This nation is not going to go down the tubes because God has another plan. And there was a time where many missionaries came to this nation and it's going to be in the reverse. And there's a spiritual depth in this nation and where many nations claim to be Christian and aren't, this nation is Christian and still remains largely so. And there's many people sitting here that God is going to use to touch other nations. If you look at the Northern Hemisphere, if you look at Europe, if you look at the things that are happening in the world, God is going to take people. And there's situations like with Moses to Pharaoh where God says, I'm going to send you. And are you ready? And embrace the process so that God can get you ready for what he has for you. The devil attacks to steal your future by focusing on your past. Why does he do that? Because his future is finished. He can never change his future, so he wants to take your past in the reverse to destroy your future. And you need to identify it like that. And you need to have a holy anger inside of you. And we need to not be fearful that when attack comes, say, no, I must, I must pull back because maybe the attack will be a bit less. Yeah, maybe the attack will be a bit less, but then you might be ineffective because now you're not a threat anymore. That thing that the devil was scared of happening in your life, he's neutralized it. So no, he's not afraid anymore. But behind the scenes, he is afraid. Because if you get with God, it's not you he's afraid of, it's God. 
It's God inside of you that he's afraid of. It's God inside of your marriage that he's afraid of. It's God inside of your business that he's afraid of. It's God inside of your finances that he wants to use to further the kingdom that he's afraid of. And may we see it that way. God's heart, on the other hand, is to reveal and secure your future despite your past. God doesn't hold your past against you, so you need to stop doing so. And if prophetic words that God has given you, even the enemy believes, then you better believe them yourself and use them for what they're there for. Because the enemy is attacking and he knows those things that have been revealed and he's targeting those things. And yes, he targets the nation and there's always symptoms and he targets our lives. But may we not be Christians that are growing in prayer, but we pray reactionary prayers out of fear. But like what we heard earlier, that we will hear what God is saying. We will see what God is showing us for this nation. We'll take out those prophetic words about South Africa and say, no, that's what I'm holding on to. The day is going to come when people are going to look at this nation and say, there's more races in this nation than any other. There's more languages in this nation than any other. And look what God did. That has to be God. That couldn't have been man that did that. So there's hope for our nation as well. So may we see things differently. Don't go on what you see with a natural eye. Go on what, what you see spiritually and you act on that until what you see naturally changes. And the way that we wage war, the way that we go to war, which leads to my second point, is to speak life. We need to speak life in this nation. When people are standing at a, a petrol station and they're saying the nation is going down the tubes because the petrol price is going up, you say, no, God's got another plan. And God can even fill my tank up supernaturally, so that's not, that's not even the issue. But uh, obviously there's wisdom with that as well. But there's times where people will be very negative and you might be the one that can say, no, God has another plan. You're just going on the symptom. You're just, yes, maybe there's a, there's, a, there's a wound there and the plaster keeps being pulled off. But deeper than that, God is doing a work. Don't go on what you visibly see. God can change it in a day. God can change it in an instant. And he's going to do that. Amen. If you wouldn't mind turning with me to Ezekiel 37, verse 3. You'll know the scripture well. And it's from verse 3. And just while some of you are finding it just in the interest of time, I'm just going to read it, but you'll recognize it. It says, And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will make breath into you so that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and I will put breath in you so that you may come alive and you will know that I am Lord. I am the Lord. Amen. Bless the reading of the Lord's word. Well, that scripture always excites me. And I see South Africa when I read that scripture. I see situations in our lives and, and we need to identify those areas in our lives that are dead or being attacked. And we need to speak life. Maybe those things seem dead, 
But God can bring anything back to life. If he can bring bones back to life and put everything on them, he can do that with you. He can do that in your life. He can do that in your business. He can do that in your marriage. He can do that in your finances. And he sure wants to do that. And he's going to do that in this nation. So we need to, if we believe it, we need to say it. Because we have a future. And God knows what our future is. And our future is for eternity with him. So yes, it's difficult now and we face real trials. But there's nothing beyond the life that God can speak into it. So don't let the devil steal what God has secured for you. Each and every single one of you are sitting here and you've, you've had God give you words, whether it's directly, whether it's through somebody else. And if you feel like you don't have many prophetic words, the Bible is full of them for you. Scriptures that God meant for you. Words that God meant for you. Start there. Say, God, what is for me? And you grab those things and say, you know, it's going really tough, man. I've, I've barely got, you know, two, two, two notes to, to scrape together. But the Bible says, I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, if I obey, if I follow God's word, if I follow God's commands. So you speak to that bank account. It sounds a bit crazy, eh? Why can't we speak to things? You know, I actually long for the day where someone will say, um, this looks crazy, but he's like speaking, there's nobody there. What are you speaking to? No, I'm speaking to my circumstances. I'm speaking change into this nation. I'm praying for this nation. Can I pray for you? <gasps> you know, and then the person will maybe back up. And then it's like too late. They say, too late. I saw you. I'm going to pray for you. You can run. And I think that's what we need to see. Shouldn't we? Doesn't the Bible say that I'm a peculiar person? Peculiar generation? And I can be very peculiar. But so I'm going to embrace that then. Like Paul, I'm going to rejoice in my failings and say, you know, doesn't mean I can do whatever I want to but I can rejoice in the fact that I'm not perfect. But we need to speak to things again. I think there's so often times where we've lost our power. Where as Christians, we've lost our power. Why? You want to see sometimes if you've lost your power, look at what you're praying for. Where are the days where we plead the blood? Where are the days where we pray for a double portion? Where are the days when we're on our knees praying for the lost? And now we're praying for a house. We're praying for a car. And it's not meant to be a heavy, but we need to be careful what we're praying for. Are we praying eternal things or are we praying carnal fleshly things and we think it's okay? And we've settled for a different, a different level of prayer. And yes, God wants to bless you and he wants to help you, but we're not chasing the prosperity gospel. We're not wanting to go the pro-prosperity route or the pro-grace route. It's a pro-God route. So that those things stay in alignment. There's many times where the church has gone out of alignment. And we all have that same challenge. You want to make sure that you're in alignment? Be praying. Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer. And praise God we're getting back to that. The church needs to be praying. There comes a time. This world is on a collision course with a just God. And if you want to save your nation, the thing that might only be standing between your nation and God is you. Are we willing to pray?
Are we willing to cry for the lost? Are we willing to say, no, God, I'm not going to pray for my comfort? Yes, blessing is part of it, but God's focus is not for you to be blessed. God's focus is not for you to be prosperous. God's focus is not for you to be comfortable. God's focus is for you to be so full of Him that people only get Him from you. That every area of your life changes as a result, not because you focus on that area, but because you focus on God. So when they come to me and they say, why are you blessed? No, not because I prayed that I'm blessed, but because my focus is on God and the blessing is Him. So that the things can be in the right priority, so that people can see it's God first and everything else second. So be careful what you're praying, but be encouraged that prophetically, We need to go to war. We need to speak life. And God is bringing about a change in this nation. God wants to do that change in you. God wants to do that change in your family. God wants to do that change in your business. God wants to do that change in this nation. And I don't know if you you noticed, but there was such a beautiful prophetic thread that went through the worship, through the songs. And we mustn't be surprised because it's the same Holy Spirit. And you know why I'm not surprised? Because we have a senior pastor who's prophetic himself and he's obedient to God. And there was a time where after many years of ministry, he cried out, he mentioned it. We said, what do you want from my life? God said, I'm going to crop off a branch and I'm going to plant it. And he obeyed and look at us all sitting here. Just because of obeying one word, you think it was easy. No, it wasn't. It was 21 months before Choose Life started. And what has God given you that you don't see it yet, but you need to obey And I honor you, John, for doing that. And may we all follow that example, that God has given you something and nobody can take it away from you, but you can cause a delay. You know that. You can cause a delay by not believing. You can cause a delay by pulling back. You can cause a delay by letting the, seeing the enemy attack and pulling back and not taking up your responsibility and praying. And this is, Please, this is not targeted at anybody. This is for all of us, and this is for me included. The devil is trying to catch us, like I mentioned with with technology. He's trying to catch us with comfort. Christianity is not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable because everything is supposed to change. Is everything becoming new? And we haven't all arrived, and we all have areas where we still need to grow in. We have areas that we still need to work on. But that's why you need to pray. Jesus was the only person that could have gotten away with not praying every day, but yet he did it. He stole away with the Father, and that needs to be your response. When you have a question and you don't have the answer, this is not where you go to first. You go to God first. There's a difficulty, you pray. There's an accident that just happened, you pray. 911 is not first, God is first. He's our emergency, He's our point of call. He's, he's the Alpha, the Omega, He's the beginning, the end. He's written your whole story before it began. So, why, when you struggle, don't we go to Him? Because the devil baits us with unworthiness. Say, so no, you must just carry on struggling with that thing. But we need to embrace the fact that I'm worthy because of God, not because of anything I've achieved, but because of the full price that Jesus paid. And he paid such a high price. He paid the ultimate price for me. How dare I work, walk in unworthiness. If God said it, I believe it, 
That settles it. Ooh, we ever heard that before. <laughs> you see what I mean? And we keep mentioning that and we keep saying that, and it's true. It's over and over and over and over. The word needs to be what you build upon. Because I believe there's in the world, it doesn't mean it's just gonna get easier. God can save this nation and it gets worse. God can save the world and it gets worse. Ultimately, he is saving all those who choose him. But there's going to be a great falling away. Why don't, why don't we talk about that enough? There could be those of us in here that could be part of the falling away. And that's a very scary thing to mention. But the word also says, where it mentions the possibility of having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. Let's not be found doing that. It's not about just coming week in and week out to church and you're a church goer. But your life is not changing. And you're being encouraged and you're getting a fix on a Sunday and you don't realize it. And you're being encouraged and you're wondering why Tuesday it's gone. Because one day is not enough. You need to be every day with God. You need to be praying every single day with God. And those of you that are sitting here and you've got a prophetic word now, and there's an area you're being attacked in. There's an area you're being challenged in. I want us to stand together and we pray into that. And for those of you who feel uncomfortable, I'm going to pray out loud. So it might make it more comfortable for you to pray out loud. But if you're wanting to step up to this, if you're wanting to pray, step up and say, God, I want to be prophetic in my prayers when it's needed. And I want to take up those words that you've given me that are weapons that I can wage war against the enemy and speak life and see my life change, see my circumstances change and see my nation change, then please stand with me and let's pray. Okay, I'm gonna pray out loud as well as I said. So let's just take two minutes. And that, that thing that you need to hold on to, that God is reminding you of right now, things that God has told you about that you've maybe forgotten about or you've allowed it to slip or you felt unworthy and God's saying, no, dust it off. Speak life to those bones. Speak breath into them, my breath, that those things will come to life. Maybe your marriage is dying. Maybe your business is dying. Maybe your finances seem like they're dying. Maybe the, the job you're in seems like it's dying. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, there was something that God wanted you to hold on and say, no, it's under attack. And just before you give it up, so what does God want? And we speak into that situation. So let's just pray now for two minutes. Thank you, Father, for the call that you have upon this nation. Thank you for the call that you have upon this church. Thank you, Father, that this nation will not go down in Jesus' name. You have a call upon this nation and that we will rise up. Father, we speak prophetically into this nation. Father, that many missionaries, many people in this room even, will touch the world, Father, because of what you're doing here. Thank you, Father, that you're changing our nation and that we will be a praying people that will prophetically declare your word up until these elections. And we know that you will come through 
like any time before, since 94, that you've been coming through in the elections, Father. And this time will be no different. Father, I declare into the marriages here, into the families, Father, into the businesses, into finances, Father, wherever people are, Father, where jobs seem like they're at the end, but you still have a plan there. Father, we speak life in Jesus' name. We speak your life and your spirit into situations, into this church. Father, we thank you for the obedience. We thank you that our senior pastor, Father, was led by you to prophetically hold on to something that he, you gave him, Father. And may we follow the same example. May we take up what you've given us, Father, and may we not let it go. May we rise up, take what you've given us, those prophetic words, and we declare it, Father. We declare prophetically that this nation will be saved. We, Father, we're not looking to the politicians. We're not looking to the media. We're looking to you, Father, and we declare, we declare life over South Africa. We declare life into this nation. Father, in every area that needs to change, we declare that it will change right now. Father, I pray for those people that, that are fearful to pray. I pray and ask that you would give them the heart to pray, that you would give them the, the confidence to pray. Those who can't pray out loud, Father, that you would encourage them and give them the strength and the boldness to begin to pray out loud. Father, that those who still need the gift of tongues, Father, that you would graciously give it to them. Father, those who speak in tongues but are scared to do it out loud, I pray and ask that they would begin to do it right now out loud, Father. I pray for every single person here that we would be encouraged, Father, and everybody under the sound of my voice, Father, that they will be encouraged and ignited again, that I'm a prayer warrior, that God's house will be a house of prayer, and I will take up my place in that house, Father, and that we will pray prophetic prayers into every situation. We will not pray reactionary prayers out of fear, but we will pray prophetic prayers out of the mouth of God things that you've told us, that you've said to us, that you've shown us in your word. And we declare that, Father. We thank you for that. And we speak life and we declare today is a new day and we will go to war with the enemy and we will speak life. And we choose to believe that there will be victory in Jesus' name. Amen.